Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. Welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I'm your host, Bettina Goolsby. I'm an actor and dreamer slash creative continuing to go after my dreams. So much of this journey is just so mind-boggling, hence the title, for either reasons of utter disappointment or the manifestation beyond what I could have ever imagined. Follow along as I check in with other creatives along the way and learn what so mind-boggling things they have to say and what it's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. Today's guest is actor Anastasia Martin. We recently met on the set of Nork, a project set in Nork, New Jersey, where two friends decide to start a business and chase after the American dream. The aim is to help their community and ultimately give love, light, and shine to the city that raised them. Anastasia plays one of the lead characters. We chat about what that was like for her in her first lead role, being a student at NYU, and kicking her summer off in Madrid. Here is Anastasia So I'm so excited and so happy that you were able to do this. Thank you so much for joining us here on So Mind Boggling Journeys. Of course. Thanks for having me, girl. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for being here. And so first of all, let's just say, so let's, first of all, let's just have you tell everybody what your name is and maybe just like, because I was looking around for you. I was trying to like internet stalk you. And I wasn't really, first I was like, oh, there's another Anastasia Martin. And then I was like, oh, there's a few Anastasia Martins. <laughs> so you're going to need to have like some type of a screen name, right? Put a middle initial up in there or like Anastasia M. Honestly, I don't even use my last name for anything. Like it's not on any of my social media. Like I never use it. I just use Anastasia for Nork. I just used Anastasia. That's kind of what I go with. Cause I'm like, I, I don't like the last name. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh, wow. Okay. So wait, so you're just, you're like Beyonce, just, just one name, just the first name. I mean, God willing, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Okay. So great. So even though we work together on this short film, which is, is it a short film or is it a pilot? It is a short film. Okay. I asked Dan this question, the director, um, for people listening, I asked Dan this question because I was like, okay, Nork is a series, like it's like an episodic series, but we shot the trailer, which is supposed to be like five to like seven minutes long or something. We shot that as a as a movie. So the set felt like a movie set. Okay, because I was sitting here with you and I'm like, wait, what did we shoot? Was it a short film? Was it a pilot? What was that? <laughs> we were shooting like everything, like all at once. So it, it felt like movie, short film series like anything you want like (laughs) so you go to NYU you're a student in NYU and so do you do a lot of acting like was this one of your first acting jobs yeah this was my first lead in person acting job because I've like I started like booking more things like during COVID era so I did a bunch of like stuff on Zoom. It was really fun to be on like a set with like like real people in person and like meeting everyone. I was like, oh, this is how it normally would be. Wait, so wait, okay. So you started acting in the COVID era. Yeah, I started like, I guess, professionally booking in the COVID era through like friends and stuff. I've been acting for a while, but I think more seriously would be like since college mm. so like about four and a half years now. oh wow yeah because you're a senior now are you going into yes I have one more semester one more semester so you'll graduate at the end of the year yeah I'll graduate in December because COVID I, I took a gap so I was like I uh-uh, 
Like Zoom acting is not it. Like I cannot do the classes on there. Zoom fatigue. I'm ready to pass out. So no. Oh wow. Oh good for you. And so you took the semester off, and you just what did you do during that time? Just like nothing because we were in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I was working day jobs and I was living with my mom at the time in Seattle. I was just, you know, on the West Coast, man, just trying to get by, trying to like readjust because things were starting to change, but it was just weird. But a lot of my friends took gap semesters during that specific time. That's great. That's really smart when you think about it, especially because you've had all this life afterwards. So we're actually talking to you while you're in Madrid. Yeah. Which, how awesome is that? (laughs) So tell us about how did that work? And was that a part of like the NYU acting program or is that totally separate that you're in Madrid? Yeah. So I'm with NYU Madrid because NYU has a bunch of global sites, but I'm not with Tisch, the acting school because they don't have anything from Madrid. So yeah, so I'm just here learning Spanish. I'm in like (laughs) advanced beginner, which is like, I think Spanish 2-3. It's like a six credit course. That's all I'm taking here. And I've wanted to go to Madrid for a really long time because my mom met my, I thought she was my godmother. She's not. (laughs) I found that out like the other day. She's just like my my aunt, I guess. But they met when she studied abroad here and my mom did like a homestay and she was like a Spanish minor, like my mom was. And so like all of my aunt's family like is still here. So yeah, I've been like seeing them, which is weird because I've never met most of them in person. They've just seen pictures. Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted to come here. And it's been amazing. Girl, we got to get you out here. We got to fly you out here. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would love to. I've never been to Spain. Got to book the trip. Yeah, it sounds like it. You were telling me earlier before we started recording about how the culture is a lot more laid back and more relaxed. Honestly, we need to take notes for real. Like the whole saying of like what we live to work and they work to live. It's it feels so true. Like they're like partying to like 5 a.m. is just like normal here. And then if you don't go to work, it's like, well, you're out partying, you know, like you have a life. Coming from East Coast, we walk like pretty fast, like, like at a New York pace, you know, but here it's all just like, let's just walk. Like we're kind of taking in the scenery, like a 20 minute walk will probably take 30 minutes. Like it's just so chill. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You look really relaxed and like you're loving life. So we shot Newark about a month and a half ago. So when did you go to Madrid? Yeah. I, so it's June 3rd today. I left for Madrid. It was like May 21st. It was pretty close ish, but I ended school like two weeks before or something. So. Okay. So you've been in Madrid for about 10 days in approximately. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, it's crazy. And how long are you going to be there? Well, I'm staying in Madrid till July 1st and then I'm going to be in Italy till the 7th. Oh my gosh, girl. That is amazing. And then you're leaving for Barcelona tomorrow. Yes, going to Barcelona tomorrow. I'm so excited. Have you seen the Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Girls 2? Have you ever seen that movie? No, I I have not seen Cheetah Girls 2. Girl, it's okay. Okay. I'm highly recommending. It's one of my favorite movies. They go to Barcelona and they like compete in this competition. And it's the reason I chose to go to Barcelona because I could have chose like Cordoba. But I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm a cheetah sister. Like, I need to go to Barcelona. Like, so yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recreate one of the scenes and I'm gonna send it to you. And I'll be like, this is what 
Cheetah Girl Do. You know what I really love about this is that a lot of times we talk about how when we're working actors, we're so busy trying to pay the bills and work to live that we might not have a lot of other ways or we think we don't have like ways and means and finances to be able to travel, right? Or and to take the time off. And so I love that you're living your life. You're like, no, I'm going to Madrid. <laughs> Then I'm going to Barcelona <laughs> and then I'm going here, I'm going there. Like we have life things to do. Like we're people too. We we need a good little, little travel, little vacay. So do you have an agent or a manager and did you just book out? Did you say, okay, I'm booking out for, the, I'm booking out for the summer basically. I actually don't have representation right now, which is something that I was like working towards in school because I was in Stone Street and we meet like a bunch of agents and managers. And the ones that I think were interested in me were like, so like, are you graduating? And I would be like, yes, eventually, you know, like I have one more semester and then I'm going to Madrid for the summer. And a few of them were just like, okay, then message me when you get back, you know, to the States. And like, let's have a meeting do that. But yeah, I don't have any nothing's written down no no pen to paper not yet eventually yes girl and let me tell you this this last semester go hard in the paint girl because I feel like that that is one of the amazing things about NYU I feel like people graduate and they all have like representation you know and it's like it really does feel like that I feel like I'm like oh my god that was the hack right there like you know like go like you know what I mean like some schools you graduate and it's like there's before you even graduate they have a showcase for you where it's like all these prominent managers and agents actually come to you, right? You're not having to chase them down and flag them down and all of this stuff, right? And harass them and stalk them with like mailings and such, right? Exactly. With like cold emails, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, Juilliard's like that, NYU's like that, of course Yale's like that. But a lot of times you, the students will graduate and already have representation. And so it's like you're like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ahead of the game just from the, those four years making a really smart choice in those four years yeah well I will say that's how they like to advertise but I was just talking to my friends about this and I was like we need to see results child a lot of the people who have representation I'm like okay but wait 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 when I ask them like for details it's like oh wait they're family friends oh wait you knew them before you even went to NYU oh wait and then NYU likes to like pick up the data you know yada 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 and there still are people who get booked and get agents like from like places like Stone Street or, or like Atlantic because we don't have like a in-person showcase because there's too many kids. We just do like a digital one as well. I like, I really wish NYU did more for that. That's also like people in the industry have just been telling us it's, it's just like, it's the, it's just the game. Like you have to like prove that you want it bad enough to get the agent and do all this and all that. And I, I totally hear that. I feel like as an actor, you walk into the room and a lot of the times you're just like having to prove that like I can be this character or like this is me or like work with me like represent me you know it's a lot of uh, like it can be hard if you don't have like a strong like sense of who you are and like you're not confident enough yet there's that but definitely NYU loves to say that they love to say that but it mm, I would like to see more proof <laughs> Let me listen for the listeners. This has been a so mind boggling exclusive because that is seriously a little, a little known fact. It, it, I mean, the industry kind of like 
what you hear is that like, and and I feel like what I saw too, like, I feel like even people that I kind of came up with, it seemed if they were from one of the cherry picked schools, right? It seemed like there was more of a path laid out, you know? And so that is really good to know, Anastasia. Thank you. Thanks for that <laughs> little tidbit. Because so many, so many of my friends who didn't go to one of those schools now, they're like, oh, you know, now that we've been in the game for girl, like so many years, like since like 2005, around that area, early 2000s, they're like, oh, I should have gone to like a better known school for acting, right? Or it's like now they feel like, oh, I should go back to school and get an MFA like that. Maybe that will help me or whatever. And so, so many of them have uh, contemplated going back to grad school and going back to like one of the named schools because they feel like that can maybe be the thing that helps them continue to move forward in their careers, you know? So that's very interesting. No, I will say it does feel like with NYU, even if you're not getting like an agent or a manager, like straight out the gate, it feels like all of our teachers like are still working in the industry and like they know people like a few of my classmates and I, we got to go to the 10 year anniversary spring awakening concert because our teacher did the original uh, in off Broadway at Atlantic. We were in like Atlantic studio and then we got invited to the premiere and we got to meet like, you know, Leah Michelle, Jonathan Gropp. It was insane. In my personal experience, I've had like very generous teachers who want to extend their knowledge and keep cultivating like young artists and like they want us to be out there. So that that's the one thing I'll give it to them. But I have heard terrible stories and seen terrible things of other teachers. They just try to like break you sometimes and you're just like, wait, I did not consent to this. Like, can you back up? Like, <laughs> girl. Sometimes I feel like I feel like it is set up to break For real. us down. I feel like no, just get used to it. I'm like, why, why, why? Well, I want to go back. This is kind of random, but I find it fascinating and very interesting. And so I want to kind of loop back around how you said one of the reasons why you wanted to go to Madrid is because your godmom slash oh wait no I guess she's my aunt is there. So so all these years you did you think she was your godmother? I really did just because like I knew we weren't biologically related and growing up everyone had like godparents who weren't biologically related so I was just like oh so yeah that's mine like she's my godmom yeah no tell people that and then literally the other day she was like what like I'm like your your aunt like if anything I'm like your Spanish mom I'm like and I was like oh okay like but I did not know all this time child I'm going I'm running around telling people like yeah, my God, mom. Yeah, all this, all this. No, girl. But I'm sure it felt good to her that you thought of her as like a God mom. Yeah, she's awesome. She's been really helpful here as well. <laughs> yeah. So is she helping you with the language? Is she, or is she helping you like with where to go? And like, Anastasia, don't be here after hours. And she's kind of guiding you while you're out there. Yes. She's born and raised in Madrid, but then she lived in like New York for 10 years and now she's in Milan. So that's why me and my mom are going to Milan after Spain to like see her. But yeah, no, she's been helping me with the language and her mom only speaks Spanish. So I've been like conversing with her, her mom, like, and just getting more like an understanding of just like the culture here, telling me stories. Yeah, they've been really awesome. And then I met like this cousin, apparently, who like, when my mom studied abroad, and he was a little kid, he met her and then he like licked her hand. And he was like, mm, chocolate. 
<laughs> like, oh yeah, gosh. but I met him, like, now. So he's, like, 30 or something. And, yeah, I was just like, what? Not you. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's get back to our short film slash pilot slash series slash proof of concept. <laughs> Nork, how would you describe this story? Two best friends, like, wanting to build an app or something to help their neighborhood because they're realizing these are resources that we should have had growing up, but let's help the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, they also wanted to put a spotlight on the fact that there are so many entrepreneurs and so many creatives that come out of Nork. So I love that. they want, It was also like an ode to the city as well, like a love story for the city as well. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yes. I was going to say, it feels like a love letter. It does. So how was that being a lead actress in this? It was awesome. So, you know, Dane, the producer, so we're in the same class and he had mentioned like they were having auditions for Nork and I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll send him a tape. Like he was telling all the black women in our class to send him a tape. I was like, I mean, I'm not going to hound him. Like, you know, like we'll see what happens. But before that, like he asked me and a fellow classmate to do like a read through so that other people could see it. Um, like other producers and showrunners were in that Zoom that wanted to see what it sounded like. After that, Dan, the director, he was like, oh, we found Lori. And I was like, oh. I didn't know that until like after I auditioned. And, but yeah, it was honestly an amazing experience. I'm so glad I got to do it with a, a heavy like black set, like on screen and off and just heavy POC. I didn't feel like the weird vibes that you can sometimes feel on sets when you're like the only, only anything in the room, you know? It, that felt like a weight lifted off of me, honestly. And Dan just gave me so many tools to play. And yeah, that was the first time I felt really in control. Even though I was just there for like half a day for my role, I was like, wow, like you, I know that y'all had like a whole, it was like four days of shooting. And I was on the third day and you all had just had like a really late night. I think the two previous nights you might've had late nights. And I remember you being so exuberant and so, so alive and so present and like chatting with everyone. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's how you're quote unquote supposed to be as a lead, right? Where it's like, not only are you focused on your own like character and, you know, getting yourself kind of in the zone, but then people like to kind of feel like, you were also pleasant to work with. They had a moment with you or they have like a nice little story or anecdote. And so like, I remember I was like, sometimes when I'm on set, I'm like, ooh, I just need to be like focused, you know? But I am, I like really admire the fact that you, I feel like you were still very professional and on top of it, but then also one with everyone, with the cast and the crew and here and there. And I'm just like, wow. And, and you seemed so calm too. Like you didn't seem frazzled or like overwhelmed because there's a lot going on on these sets, right? It's like, there's lighting, there's makeup, you're, we're sweating, there's like wardrobe changes and it's like it's the sound person needs you. And it's, oh, the mic needs a battery. And it's like, there's like all the like different people are pulling on you for different things. And you handle all of that with ease. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you because you have so much experience and everything. I'm so glad like that we had our moment with the eyeliner and all that because I was like, girl, because the boys like, you know, they, I don't even think Paul had makeup, which for people listening, Paul was my colleague. I, I don't think he had makeup at all. So he, he don't know the struggle of like trying to get it, you know, like precise, like, nah. <laughs> 
no. And it's so funny. It's like, you know, shout out to Nork. I, I, I loved that production crew and Dane. You know, I thought they were all really great. And the day that I was there, it was running so smoothly and like ahead of schedule. And I was like, when does that happen? You know, this was one of the sets where it's like there technically isn't a hair and makeup person. And then it's like, ah. Oh my God, you know, pandemonium, you know, I didn't have what I needed, basically. I thought I did, but I did not. And so I asked, Anastasia, did I ask you if you had eyeliner? You were about to get into wardrobe, I think. And then I think you, maybe you saw my eyeliner and then you were like, do you have something? I was like, girl, yes, let me put you on. Like... (laughs) Wait, because I, I was like, oh my God, it all happened so fast. And I remember it was like, they needed me on set or whatever. So I was like, oh no. So I was like, did I actually ask her to borrow the eyeliner? Because technically I was like, okay, I need to loop back around on this, you know, on the podcast. So, you know, technically we should not have shared the eyeliner. <laughs> I felt comfortable with it. You know, it felt fine to me or whatever, right? And let me tell you, now I love that eyeliner. Uh, shout out to Stila. <laughs> are so good i went out and got it but i was like this is the eyeliner i've been looking for like a really thin precise line like i was like oh that's what i've been looking for liquid you know it was great so i wanted to thank you yes of course i'm not gonna leave you in the dark i just want now we were talking about this earlier but like now we're like we need colors like we need the set like we gotta find like all the other ones Yes, yes. So that's so Anastasia and I said that, you know, like, and I had known that before, like always come to set with your own foundation, right? Just because sometimes people don't match up the colors and all of that. I realized I was like, ah, a lot of these foundations look really heavy on camera. So then it's like, I'm trying all the different foundations. And now, you know, that Fenty Beauty, I'm like, okay, Fenty, okay, Rihanna, that foundation is very light. So now the next step is learning what pigments look good on my skin. And I was like, I really need to treat this as as like it's a craft, like the makeup part, because you don't know a lot of times if there's going to be someone on set to do the makeup or not. And I feel like when things on the back end went right, when things are then in post-production or out in the world at a film festival, and when we look horrible, I'll just say I've looked so horrible in some of these, (laughs) some of these movies or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, like nobody cares. If I'm like, oh, well, there wasn't a makeup artist and oh, well, no, the makeup artist, this was the first time that she told me she worked with black skin, you know, all that kind of stuff on the back end. It's like, nobody really cares. Like they just see what's in on screen. And so I was like, I have to take that upon myself to be like, oh no, I, I can do this and I can do that. And I can, you know, kind of like take care of it myself. So I won't be cringing when I see it. Which is like, I love makeup. I don't typically wear foundation because then... at the end of the day I gotta like wash my whole face and I'd be lazy but like doing something like on my eyes eyeshadow or like any of that like I love that it's always like a little bit of a all right I'm gonna show up I hope they can you know take care of me and like treat me the way that I deserve to be treated you know so it's another thing on our shoulders did you like how you did your makeup that day yeah I honestly I was just like brushing my eyebrows and then doing a winged eyeliner I do every day, like on the norm, with a nice sharp long wing. And then like some mascara, cause they, they wanted it to be more natural too. Like Dane literally said to me, he was like, yo, so we're not gonna make a person, but I think what you do for school every day will be good. 
like, okay, thanks, Dane. <laughs> You're like, thank you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You did look great. You did look great. And I'm excited to see the final edit, you know. Same. I just texted Dan asking, like, can I plug the premiere date? But he he definitely not awake. Oh, wait. Do we know? Do we have a premiere date? I actually thought the premiere date was going to be a couple weeks ago. But then I never heard anything. Dan had texted in our group chat with, like, me, him and Paul and Dane, like, this is my favorite still from from the trailer like so far so he started editing it like immediately like almost immediately after and when I was talking to Dane like at school he said wow like May 25th we're trying to have it done by I was like whoa like you guys are on top of it I was like oh well I'll be in Madrid but call me like I'll be up like I want to watch it with y'all you know how how did you feel when you like saw that oh wait I'm like I'm the black woman potential investor and I'm the one like kind of like on them. Great question, Anastasia. When I first read that, I did think it was interesting and it made, I was like, oh, so initially when, with moments like that in the past, I've been like, oh, I don't want to be the black woman who is representing this negative thing or whatever. Right. And so what I try to do now is, you know, the first thing you learn is like not to judge the character. Right. I try to do that. And then the second thing that I try to do is also think about like, okay, just because you're playing this character, it doesn't mean that you're speaking for like all black people or all black investors or all black people who are seemingly the gatekeepers to X, Y, and Z dream, you know? And I tried to, instead of thinking it as like a generality, I just thought of it is like why my particular character would not be interested in this deal or this you know proposition that is coming to her right and I just try to make it a little bit more personal and ground it and then try to let it go so it doesn't feel like I'm trying to speak for a group of people or a certain type of person you know and then just have fingers crossed that however it's supposed to be received on the other side with the audience is for the highest and best good of the project and hopefully of you know at the end of the day I think collectively this project is actually shining a really interesting light on Nork because I didn't know that about Nork you know I was like oh when I went all I know about knew about it before this project was that it was bricks you know nicknamed Brick City <laughs> and that it had a lot of crime you know what I mean <laughs> like had, had a lot of crime and it was cold and you know and that was really about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was that's all I knew about it, you know, for all the years. So <laughs> I think that this is a great film that shines a different light on the city as a whole. I think overall, I think it'll be a good thing for the city. That's a great way to look at it, honestly. That what, what that part you said about like recognizing that it's like I'm not the sole representer for black investors, for black women investors, for black women in power. Like that is so important because a lot of times, you know. Like, people get on Twitter, and then they be like, wow, the one Black investor. Like, the one, like, this is the representation we're getting. And it's like, y'all, like, that's the point. Like, we're, it's a bigger story. You know, like, just stick with us. Trust us. We're going bigger places. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like what you were saying earlier. Lord, that, that's, that's just an extra weight, right, on our shoulders where it's like, oh, am I representing? Because you're so right. It is always that one person or a group of people, right? Black Twitter. That's like... <laughs> It's like, oh, well, why, well, why did this and that, you know, it's like, Lord have mercy. So, you know, you're right. 
Right. And I love Twitter. Like I be I be on there with them. Like I be right. I be retweeting. I'll be liking the tweets. But No, absolutely. I'm like, yeah, this I'm like, yeah, y'all do it for the culture. Come on, call it out. Call it right? out. Right. Like uh, as you should. As you should. Mm-hmm. But there's times when I'm like, all right, now y'all doing too much. Like just relax. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have one more semester after you graduate. Like what does life look like for you? Or what are you hoping it looks like for you? What are your dreams and goals for after this stage? You put, you put that perfectly instead of just saying like, what's next? Just being like dreams and goals. So I'm going to be booked in another passion project, whether it's a TV series or a film. I haven't done theater in a while, but I like never going to close the door on theater because I still love it. Just a different love. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be booked. I'm going to be auditioning a lot. I'm manifesting this like right now. I'm putting it out into the universe. It's like God willing. Yeah, I really, I would love to continue working on Nork because Nork, I feel like is like when Nork gets picked up, like I would, if they kept me on as Lori, I would love to continue that. And with Paul, like, I feel like we had like really good chemistry and like it was really fun working with him and Dan and Ariel. So I'd love to keep working on that. I'm also like, I'm a Bridgerton fan. I'm a Bridgerton girly. Do you, do you watch Bridgerton? Well, no, not really a fan. Um, I know. I feel like I might be the only person that's not. And you're even watching the second season. I, I've been watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So is that a goal of yours? I love the world. I never liked like Regency pieces, but my mom would always watch them. I just like the grandeur and like the, um, the way they would like enjoy life. Like they would be having these extravagant parties and stuff. Like in my head, it's to enjoy life. When we watch Bridgerton, we see it's like to marry and it's like to all this like other like tea and stuff. But in my head, we just trying to have a good time. So I like like all that fancy stuff and like make believe world. And yeah, and Shonda Rhimes, that's wow she's really that girl so yeah I'd love to be in a room with her and work with her okay so a Bridgerton season three or season four because they might be shooting season three now yeah they I think they already casted season three because they were like putting out all the casting and now like the person who's playing like the young queen like in like flashbacks is so and so so I was like oh okay so y'all y'all already cast them but yes season four manifest that and yeah, I love HBO Max as well. Like I do too. Shows. HBO Max. I'm like, y'all came back. Because I was like, wait, they have like some of the best shows. Like, I love their dramas. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden, they became like the best they streaming did. platform, I fear. Like, sorry, Netflix. And Hulu got ads. So well, like, and my Hulu, I'm like, what's going on with my account? My Hulu account, oh my gosh. It's like, it buffers. And I'm like... What do I'm like, yes, I'm trying to reset so. it. And I'm like, does everyone have this issue? Like, why can't it just, it doesn't play easily, you know? And I'm like, well, maybe it's my account. I don't know. <laughs> no, Hulu be pausing and then it won't start again. But I feel like HBO Max also will do that too. And I'm like, the only one that I feel like is consistently good with playback for me is Netflix. Like Netflix, it's typically, right? Netflix is the OG. So I'm like, okay, okay. But they need to up their content. It's also like, then you got Paramount Plus and like all these new platforms came up like from like, or it's like CBS, like the networks that own the shows are taking their shows off of Netflix. And it's like, well, they own it. Like what, what is Netflix going to do? You know, but then Netflix starts pumping out new material and it's like, yes, like 
Give me something new to binge. Yeah, and you know? Netflix was the one good with their original programming. Like I was like, ooh, who they who do they have? You know, going to find the scripts and then casting and then, you know, they of course they had the money. So yeah, they were putting money into the production. I was like, oh. Like they're their own, you know, production company basically. They are now. Like I'd love to work on a Netflix show or set as well. What What about you? You said you like HBO Max. So I'm like, is that more like mature content? I think like- I would love to do a dramatic series. But see, that's like really pie in the sky for me. Being on HBO Max or even Netflix is like, oh my gosh, like that's really like a, a huge dream. And sometimes it feels, I mean, I shouldn't say it feels out of the realm of possibility. It seems like for me, I feel like, I, I'm in a, in a mode right now where I do not want to. I'm over self-tapes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's definitely like, huh. I mean, after COVID and like two years of solely self-tapes and now it's like, like just like a big thing. I feel like every actor is, is like, Oh, brother. Like, yay, another audition, but another self-tape. Like, I'm over it. Now, mind you now, as you know, self-tapes are probably late 98% of our job. I'm just over it right now. And I think I said that beforehand. And Nork came to me because a friend of mine wrote to me, Paul, shout out to wrote to me. Oh my gosh, he actually was on season two. And he actually recommended me to Dane. And then Dane reached out and asked for a self-tape. So I was like, so then I amended it, right? Where I was like, okay, if people are specifically asking me for a self-tape, then I will. But I'm not doing any more blind self-tapes. Like I'm not, like I'm over it, you know? So I want to say Nork was like the last self-tape that I've submitted, if I'm remembering that correctly. And I'm still like now like, okay, that's the only way I'm going to do it. I only want to do it if it's like by referral or recommendation or like a friend of a friend of a friend, you know, type of thing. So I say that, right? Then I see something. I see like a casting notice that I'm interested in. And I'm like, okay, let me just, let me just you know, let me just see if I can get the sides and just, you know, see what's going on. But in my mind, I think to answer your question, in my mind, I think that I really want to focus on the podcast, right? Because I think it's, I I love these stories, right? Like talking with artists in the beginning, not necessarily the beginning of their careers. Like I like talking to artists wherever they are. And I just think it's interesting how we're all at different stages. We all have different levels of experience. We all have different ideas of what we think successes and what what it means to be a working actor and all of that so I really want to highlight more of that and I feel like this also could serve as like marketing for us right because it's like not until you get like the Hulus and the and the HBO Maxes and the Netflix jobs where they have like a full marketing department that then that's their sole job is to promote the project it's like outside of that then it's just kind of like us as individuals but it's like if there was like one kind of like hub where people knew like oh I can go and find out about indie films or indie projects and like up and coming or you know even even artists that have been you know because the third interview for this season was with Gerard Brown who is the writer of Juice this was the 30th year anniversary you would think oh my god you're like the writer of Juice and it's been in you know it's like a, a classic and for 30 years it's been out right and you would think that his life and his path would look a certain way and it doesn't and when you talk to Gerard Gerard sounds like a new artist like he sounds like a new artist and I'm like oh my gosh I would never imagine that even after you know quote unquote that level of success that you would still feel like you're still plugging away and still grinding away and still you know I just thought that that was interesting so I like to 
kind of highlight those stories, you know? So I really want this to kind of be like the main thing. And then I want to work on other projects that are right for me, that come to me. And I do want to go out for projects too, and I will, but I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a jade in a jaded season right now. It's like you go, you go in ebb and flows of it, you know? So I'm just, I'm allowing myself to feel how I feel and to be honest about how I'm feeling. And then, cause I feel like when I'm then ready to return, then I'm like, I'll probably be more excited and I'll probably be a little bit more fresher, you know, fresh faced and like fresh soul. My soul will be renewed and like, whereas now I'm like, it's getting a little hard. It's a little hardened now, you know? Anastasia, how can everybody follow you and keep up with what you're working on? Oh, yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at hello Anastasia. That's H-E-L-L and then three O's, A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. I actually, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a computer science minor and I coded my own website. So that was like one of our final projects in class. But I think they took it down because it was like on their server or stuff. Then I'll just code a new one, honestly. I'll just use the same code. And then just put it on a different server or like web hosting site. And then, oh my god, that is awesome! Okay, so okay, so okay, so the website will 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 loop back around to that in the show notes. <laughs> yes, yes, website, website coming, coming soon. soon. Yes, and girl, like I don't know if you're looking for any side gigs, but I'm like that could be a side gig is like helping other artists with their websites. That's like such a thing, you know. Honestly, yeah, I would. The only thing is, I would want to like charge artists like so little. But because of how much time it takes, I would need to charge a lot. And I'm like, ugh, like that just makes me feel like not good because we're already like trying to, like you said, like make ends meet. And like and a website, like I feel like it's a good resource to have. I'm not sure like how necessary it is when you have things like YouTube where you can like, like look at the clips and my previous auditions and stuff. But I, I love coding too. Like it's fun for me. So. Uh, that's yeah. great that you love coding. And so, yeah, I've heard that before about people will be like, oh, why do you have a website? It's not really necessary. No one's going to people's personal websites. But a while ago, I, I heard this and I was like, oh, that's a good reason to keep a website that like if any of these like social platforms go down, right? Like if Instagram or Facebook or any of those like major companies that we think they're, you know, it's not going to go down. If it actually does go down, then they're like, okay, well then all your work and, uh, you know, the years and like all, everything would then be gone. So they were like, you should always have your own thing to the side. But I do feel like if Facebook and Instagram go away and YouTube, then it's like the whole internet might be down then. <laughs> right. Then what's my little website going to do? Like, girl, <laughs> how, is, how is my little website going to survive the apocalypse? you know, of the, of all the big major brands, <laughs> right? No. Right. If Instagram is getting hacked, yeah, no, no. So yeah, we'll, we'll do what we can do, but, and that's the best we're going to do. Like, yeah, we're going to, that's the, well, that's all we can do. Well, Anastasia, thank you so much for joining us here on So Mind Boggling Journeys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we're going to follow back up and, you know, especially when we know exactly what Nork is going to be, <laughs> right? What it's going to be when it's out into the wild. And when we know when it's going to be out in the wild, we'll have to do like a follow up and we'll check in with you and such. And so I just want to thank you so much for this. Yeah. No, this was just like girl chat. I, I loved this. Like, this was yes, very it fun. Was. Thank you for listening. 
This has been a So Mind Boggling production. Follow along at So Mind Boggling on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.